Good morning, USA. Sorry, I was looking at the door to see if Charlemagne was gonna walk in. Good morning, Angela. Yo, 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 fam. It's all late. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. It's Thursday. Now, Angela Yee. Yes, sir. I know that uh, you're pretty cold sometimes in here. It's freezing in here. But right now you have a trench, <laughs> a trench sheepskin on, on. Yeah. a shirling, a shirling sheepskin on right now. It's freezing. It's a little too much right now. What? It's cold in here. Listen, I have to send out an email about how it's freezing in here. The air is blowing. It's making it. Unless I can't have air conditioning blowing on me all day. It that, makes me sick. It looks mad crazy right now that you have that trench on. Well, it's crazy that it's so cold in here. Because you have short, you have shorts on with a trench? No, I have on a dress. You have a dress on with a trench. So when you walked in, I'm like, all you see is legs in a trench. I'm like, did you just leave your boyfriend or something? Like, this is a little awkward and weird. I have to go to a luncheon today, so I have on a dress. Oh. And then my shoes are in my bag, and it's cold in here. All right. All right, well, whatever you and your boyfriend did last night is up to you and your boyfriend. I actually hosted an event yesterday at uh, Alice and Olivia, which is one of my favorite stores to shop in. You was wearing that trench? No, I oh. was not. I did have on shorts yesterday, though. I'm rushing it. Okay. You know how some people rush it for the warm weather? Yes, yes. So as soon as it gets, like, 50 degrees, they're like, all right, here I go. Let me go ahead and put on <laughs> some uh, some shorts or a dress. But, yeah, so shout out to everybody who came out and shopped with us. Taylor Rooks actually was one of the hosts, and her show started yesterday on Bleacher Report, so Dope. you can check her out on there. Also, Mashonda was one of the hosts, and Claire Somers from Fashion Bomb Daily, mm-hmm. and Karen Prime. She is the managing editor at Vanity Fair, and Tiffany Reed, who is the senior fashion editor at Cosmopolitan. And uh, 10% of the proceeds went to a nonprofit in Brooklyn that provides social services nice. to New Yorkers in need. So nice, nice, nice. It's a beautiful event last night, everybody that was shopping. Shout out to Sammy from Alice and Olivia and Taylor, who helped me put it together. There's nothing like shopping and having some drinks and having your friends and a DJ, DJ TJ was there. Uh, she was uh, de- she was excellent. She did a great job. Shout out to her. Yes. So and that you know was what? yesterday. Can we drop one of Clues bombs? They asked for Gia. I was like, if Gia came, she would have definitely spent a lot of money. That's why she's staying her ass home. Wow. Uh, that's it's why she's... charity, Envy. Oh, for charity, we'd do it for charity. All right. But let's drop one of Clues bombs uh, for uh, Jay-Z. You were with Jay-Z? No, but Jay-Z <laughs> is the GOAT. And not only because I think he's the best rapper and the best lyricist ever, what he does for mankind and what he does for people, what he does for his community, what he does for the industry. Now, if you haven't heard, Jay-Z created a $15 million trust fund for Nipsey Hussle's kids. Oh, that's amazing. Is that crazy? Like, Jay is that guy. That's he, he is definitely that guy from everything, from helping Meek Mill to helping Lil Wayne to helping so many people behind the scenes. He is really that guy. He is the, I made it, I made it past making it. And I'm giving back. And remember, Nipsey, didn't he say that Jay-Z bought his album and he didn't say anything to him about it when he was selling those albums? He bought 100, 100 yeah. albums at $100 he bought for Nipsey. Like, Jay is that guy. You know, we all give back and we all do things to, to try to help our community. But Jay goes over and beyond, and I love it. 
and I and I and I and I respect him so much. People always say, "Oh, you're always on Jay's ick. You're always on Jay's ick." Yes, that's the reason why, because he does. That's why. Way past more than he's supposed to for our people, for our community. Well, that's amazing. That is amazing. Drop a drop a, a bomb for Clue one more time. I mean, for, I said for Clue for uh, Jay Z one like, more well, time. I was like, Clue did that too? <laughs> no, no, for Jay Z one more time. <laughs> All right, well, let's get the show cracking. R&B artist Her will be joining us this morning. I love her so much. I listen to her in the car all the time. Yes. When I'm having nice long drives, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling romantic. It's really dope. So we're going to kick it with her. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Joe Biden. Now more women have come forward accusing him of some inappropriate behavior. Okay. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's Cardi B. Please me. <laughs> All right. Gotta love it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. That was Cardi B with Please Me. Now let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Uh, let's talk about Joe Biden. He's been accused now by three more women, which means there's a total of seven women who are coming forward with their accounts of inappropriate touching by him. Now, these women all have very similar stories of unwanted touching. One of them, uh, Joe Biden had introduced her, and she was sharing a story about a sexual assault victim who committed suicide. And he responded by holding her hands and placing his forehead on hers. That was also snapped in a photograph, which a lot of people had a chance to see. By placing his his forehead on her forehead? Yeah. That's... Okay, go ahead. And then there was a former White House intern who described similar actions during an encounter when she was walking out of the basement of the West Wing. She said she, he walked over to shake her hand. She said he then put his hand on the back of my head and pressed his forehead to my forehead while he talked to me. She said, I was so shocked. It was hard to focus on what he was saying. Now, Joe Biden has responded to what these women are saying in a new video. In my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. I shake hands, I hug people, I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. And now it's all about taking selfies together. Uh, you know, social norms have begun to change, they've shifted, and the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. But is that sexual? Well, the women aren't saying it's... Some of them are saying it wasn't sexual, but it was inappropriate. It's weird. Like, somebody just doing that to you. I mean, so. it, I mean, it seems like that's what he does. It seems like he hugs people. He holds people close. He embraces people. It doesn't seem like he's putting his hand under their dress or grabbing their ass or grabbing their boobs. It's it inappropriate, like though, and it's uncomfortable for some... Imagine you're an intern and that happens to you. And you're not in a position of power and it just feels weird. Well, some people hug and some people kiss. Would I you mean, do that to the interns here? I wouldn't do it, but okay. some people do. But a man... Like, I, for instance... um, a man has came up to me and gave me a kiss on my cheek and said, I love you. I thought that was awkward and un- I was uncomfortable, but that is what he did. Right. Well, they're not saying necessarily that it was sexual. They're just saying it was inappropriate. Then why come out now? Why come out while he's about to, to put his bid in for presidency? Who knows? And be this, this is when people start sharing stories. But it is something to be aware of, and he's even said that he has to be more aware of the things that he's been doing. He says social norms are changing, and I've heard what these women are saying. And he said he would be more mindful about respecting personal space. And I think it is important. I don't think you should just randomly go up to people and put your forehead on there. No, I agree. But some people do different things. People, I've had people kiss me on both sides, one side of my left cheek and then my right cheek and then give me a hug. I thought that was awkward and strange. I just don't do any of that. Right. But people do that. And you're an adult, so you shouldn't. And he now understands that that was inappropriate and he's not going to do that moving forward. And anyone who's doing those things at work should be mindful and not do them. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Can I give people high fives? Is that all right? Or is that 
don't try I'm to just asking, minimize. I don't know. No, I'm not minimizing anything. I just don't know anymore. I don't know how you can people. Of course, greet you people. can give a high five. Just don't put your forehead on anybody's forehead. Don't kiss anybody. Okay? I wouldn't do that. There anyway. you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, authority, authorities are investigating a teenager. He's now 14 years old, and when he was six years old, he went missing after his mother took him out of his school, saying there was a family emergency, and they went on a three-day road trip, and he was last seen at a water park in Wisconsin. And then he was, I guess, kidnapped, and now he has escaped from his kidnappers. That's what he's saying. He said that he fled a red roof inn where he and the two men who held him for seven years were staying. And he was unsure of where he was, but he did keep running until he ran across a bridge. So now they are investigating just to make sure that this is the young man that went missing, Timothy Pitson. People were looking for him for years, and the family had always said that they felt that he was alive. Mm. So. All right. Hopefully now this is him and that he's found. Yeah, that that story seems strange. His mother committed suicide, and he said there were some bodybuilders that had him, and they were looking for him, so... I mean, I'm just glad he's safe. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Or if you want to spread some positivity, phone lines again are open. 800-585-1051. And don't forget, R&B singer Her will be joining us next hour. All right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Stay with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Tyree out of Mo City. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, I just want to give a shout-out to Dave V and Trade the Truth for what they're doing out there for nil, man. I really hope somebody else pick it up today. Absolutely, man. Shout-out to Trade the Truth. They had so many people out there in Houston. Pretty amazing, hey, man. Can you drop a clue bomb for both of them guys? Man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a good one, bro. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Abby? Good morning. It's great. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I just want to spread some positivity this morning. Today is my five-year anniversary of my job. Happy anniversary. I, yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, a couple years ago, I was going in the wrong direction, doing the wrong thing, you know, and I, I got a couple friends that are actually locked up. And um, I'm glad I'm not in that position. I pray for them and their families, but I'm just happy to be in the position that I'm at right now. And I, I'm just, you know, thinking about it. And I'm encouraging anyone that's, you know, doing the wrong thing to make kinds of efforts, you know, change the direction and just, you know, start focusing on your friends, you know, your family and, and, and getting your bread together. You know, last year alone, I, I had like a $30,000 pay job. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm grateful to that's be where great. I'm at. Right. In a good space. And, you know, I, I don't know, for some reason, I'm really emotional about it, but, I'm 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 grateful, and I just want to spread that you know level of positivity to everyone else. You know. Well, congratulations okay, you, to you. That's really dope. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Brent from Indianapolis. Hey, Brent. Good morning, brother. Hey, good morning. I just want to get off my chest. I just think the world is just too shitty anymore, and you know Joe Biden and all that situation. I just want to say, don't come out now about it. You didn't say nothing when it happened. Don't come out years later. That's I all. mean, if something happens, you can talk about it whenever you want. If it really happened. Yeah, but if it was a big deal, talk about it now. Don't save it for later. Don't don't hold it. Don't ball it up. Come out now. I just don't no. like how the media reports it. What you mean? Because the media will be like Joe Biden accused of sexual assault. It wasn't sexual assault. No, they said inappropriate touching. No, the headlines will say sexual assault, uh, another sexual harassment case against Joe Biden. Yeah, it's very misleading. Uh, Oh, the stories that I reported today just said inappropriate touching. Yeah, once you actually read it. I heard sexual assault, too. It didn't say that in the headline, either. But he said he hugged them and he put his forehead to their forehead. And smelled her hair. Yeah, my people, I don't know. Smelling hair is creepy. That is a little creepy. That is, that is, that's nuts. All right. Philip. Hello? 
Yes. Yo. Make Charlemagne excited. Tell him why you're excited. I'm excited because Marvel's Endgame's coming out in 21 days. I got my tickets early. Two 22 days, days sir. Yes, sir. 22 days. Yes. So actually, I'm, I'm watching on the 25th. Oh, he told you. He told you a day early, sir. All right. Well, I'm happy for yes, you, my brother. We we almost hey, there. You, we we almost there, sir. And I was one of the lucky ones because before I got him before they shut down the whole thing or what before he crashed. And then my one of my coworkers got charged 300 bucks on his bank account for for taking that or for that movie or whatever. You paid 300 dollars for in-game tickets. No, 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 no. He got charged. It was because of the crash, whatever. Oh, no. got you, got you. He got him back, but he had gotten charged 300 bucks. I don't understand why people are so into this Avengers movie. Because me. you're not a Marvel fanatic, I'm okay? Not. You just started getting hyped. To, you got, he just started getting hip to it during Black Panther. He don't That's know it? that we've been here for the past uh, 10 years. He's still not really hip to it. He just like Black no, I just Panther. like Black Panther. That's it. He don't know that it's a whole universe that they've been doing this for ten years. There's, there's tickets on on eBay right now for two K. I'm that's like, right, who, baby. Who, who buy that? Yeah, that's Yo, ridiculous. Fanatics would. Just wait till it calms down and then go see it. Yeah, pretty nah, much. No, because <laughs> there'd be too many spoilers by that point. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother mother phone and dial. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Verde. Yo, what up? This, that's a fake name. But yo, what's going on, man? What's Wait, up, you fake? gave us a fake name. What's up, fake Verde? Yeah. Hey, well, why did you give us a fake name and then tell us it was a fake name? Uh, because it doesn't really matter. My job doesn't really listen to this job. Okay, there out, you go. I, I can call out for no specific reason. Anyway. What I'm trying to bring to y'all is, uh, so I was watching an Al Sharpton uh, interview uh, a couple hours ago, and yo, I noticed that y'all got some got some action figures in the background doing some weird, crazy stuff, man. I'm like, yo, what's what's going on? What, what are you, you talking, talking about? about? Yo, if you watch the Al Sharpton video, the the, the interview that y'all did yesterday, in the background, y'all got two action figures doing some lewd activities, like the National Action Network. I don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, bro. But I do know uh, that. No, no, on YouTube. Al Sharpton was doing doing a uh, uh, interview with y'all. What was Al Sharpton doing? You said Al Sharpton was doing a lewd act. You bugging, no, bro. No, we got to go no, by, Al man. Sharpton. I don't know what he was talking about. They got a terrible article about Al Sharpton in the New York Post. I read morning. that this morning, and they're saying that the Democrats, why are they scared to piss off Al Sharpton? They, and call all him, they, call, they, said, they said he's bowing down to a clown. Like They called him a clown. And really? And Breitbart. They said ignore past the racism, anti-Semitism. I'll be at his uh, luncheon today. <laughs> I'm going to be at the National, <laughs> National Action Network, Network today. I got a, uh, <laughs> a panel about mental health uh, at the National Action Network today at 1145. And I'll be at the women's luncheon today supporting as well. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Good hey, morning. Gio. What's up, Gio? Good morning. What's up, Envy Ben? Uh, good morning, Angela. Good Show morning. Me how you doing? What's happening, welcome my brother? Hey, uh, he said, so welcome to work. <laughs> Hey, uh, just this, uh, the front page news that Angela G put out, it kind of, you know, it kind of bothering me. You know, we got Joe Biden, a very, very, very smart man who I've had the pleasure of my line of work of meeting several times. And we got these women coming out here just saying this nonsense. You're uncomfortable because of what? Because he puts his hand on your shoulder? Like, I just feel like... Well, it wasn't just putting his hand on the shoulder. He was putting his forehead to their forehead, and it was a little uncomfortable. That's all they're saying? But what are you uncomfortable about? Like, you've had your moment. If the incident happened for you to say something. 
I think that what people have to understand is also the dynamics of when somebody's in a position of power and you're an intern or something like that and somebody does something weird to you in the spur of the moment, you don't know how to react. I think all men should react to this the way Joe Biden is reacting to it. Joe Biden said, look, I don't know if I was being inappropriate, but if they say I'm being inappropriate, I'm going to stop and listen. I think think we got to learn from other people's mistakes. So if women say they feel like that was inappropriate, then we got to learn from that. Yeah, nobody's saying that they were assaulted. They're just saying that he did things that made them uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like this man is about to put this country back on where it needs to be going. And now we have all this stuff going on. But if the picture came out two years ago, okay, I've seen it. Why would you say something now? Like, why? What? What makes you? Well, like, because, what makes you right now? Well, because he's about you know to run. It's about because he's about to run for exactly. president. But I'm gonna tell you something. I'm more concerned about the fact that Joe Biden actually wrote the '94 crime bill. Because all of y'all was giving Hillary so much flack for just being married to Bill Clinton, and Bill Clinton passed it. Joe Biden actually wrote it. All right. That's what I'm more concerned about. Well, I'm concerned about everything. If these women have issues, and I'm happy that he says that he will be more mindful, and I think that's important, and that's how people should, like you said, that's how people should react. Okay. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Naive, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll talk about Nipsey Hussle, the man who is accused of murdering him. Eric Holder will tell you what's going on as he is in solitary confinement. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Nipsey Hustle. It's time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Nipsey Hussle's alleged murderer, Eric Holder, is behind bars. Of course, as you know, his bill was set at over $7 million, so it doesn't look like he's getting out anytime soon. And he's also in solitary because, of course, they're scared that he's going to get killed because, of course, he is a target while he's in jail. They say he will remain in solitary once he's transferred to L.A. County Jail while he waits for his trial. Well, he made himself a target by assassinating a great black man uh, like Nipsey Hussle, so I don't think that he should be in solitary confinement. You know what I'm saying? Go out there. Survival of the fittest. Throw him to the wolves. Now, Nipsey Hussle, according to reports, was in the middle of getting a friend of his who just got out of jail after 20 years some clothes. That's why he hadn't told anybody. He just decided to bounce over to his store, his marathon store, and Mm. get his friend some clothes so he could look good before meeting up with his own family and friends later on in the day. So he was trying to do something nice for one of his boys. That's why he didn't notify his team. He didn't tell his security, anybody, that he was going to the store by himself. Now, Nipsey's bodyguard posted about his loss. Jay rocked the bodyguard. He said, never in a million years I thought I'd be writing some ish like this. We haven't made a hundred million yet. We were supposed to grow old and I call you big nose, shoot jokes on you all day. But instead, I'm here in tears writing this. I wish I was there. I would switch places with you any day. The world needs you here. I'm so confused, lost, hurt. I lost a brother, best friend, a mentor. All I can hear you saying now is if it was me, I would tell you, live your life and grow. I can't even front, man. It's been hard to sleep this week because I accidentally uh, saw the video of, of the the surveillance video mm-hmm. of Nipsey getting shot at. Mm. And Nip- Nipsey getting killed. Yeah, him him getting killed. And, you know, seeing that on top of the confusion of him being killed has really had my energy messed up all week because people just passing that trauma along like it's normal. And it's really hard to convince people that you get the energy back that you put out when you see what happened to the good brother Nipsey Hussle. Like, how can you tell somebody, oh, if you put out good energy, you get good energy back, but you you see how... He ended. Like, that's 
Nah, I don't know. I'm confused about a lot of things. Now, other artists are delaying their album releases because of Nipsey Hussle. YG posted, I was dropping a surprise album April 12th, but man, now that we got to deal with Big Bro going to heaven, I will not drop the album this month, pushing it to May. Sorry. Long live Nipsey Hussle, my brother from the other color. And Schoolboy Q actually said first that he would grieve in private, but now he has released a series of video clips on his story on Instagram. He said he's also pushing back his album's release date. This was a glitch in the Matrix, man. I know people say yeah, everything happened bro, for bro, a reason, bro, bro, but I don't bro, see bro, the man. reason in this one. Here's Schoolboy Q. Y'all got the game f***ed up. If y'all think I'm trying to put out music tomorrow, I'm not putting out no music tomorrow. It's not cool. Thank you to iHeartRadio for understanding that, and they pulled it down, so thank you. Nobody should be putting out nothing out this week. Like, I mean, next week maybe or some shit, like top of the week or something, we can do that. Hmm. All right, now in the meantime, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle's music streams hit 57 million on Monday, and Victory Lap was the number one on iTunes album chart as well. And people are buying physical copies of the album. Also, 2,000 copies of his album were purchased the day he died. Uh, everybody's buying uh, the albums as well. So Everything happens for a reason, and uh, sometimes the reason is because we live in a world with evil people. Evil people who have a whole lot of pain they haven't dealt with, and they redistribute that pain to others. And, he's, and he owns his masters, so he gets a majority of that money when people download and, and buy it, right? Well, his kids now. His kids and his yeah, wife. I want to address the story you told earlier, and because we're trying to figure out whether or not this is true about Jay-Z creating that $15 million trust fund for Nipsey Hussle's kids, because it sounds like something Jay-Z would do. Yeah, Absolutely. but it don't look true because it didn't come from a reliable source. I seen Sean Pekka's posted it. Once I seen Sean Pekka's posted it, I was like, yeah, but, Biggs but, posted but why, why, and Biggs posted it. Yeah, but the website they got it from is known for putting up a lot of fake stories. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I can understand understand why you would think it was real if Peckers and Biggs posted. Yeah, that's his guy. This is right yeah. hand and left hand guy. But some people are saying that's a rumor and they're saying mm. it doesn't take two days to set up a trust fund. I don't know. I mean, that does sound like something Hove would do, but I just feel, I don't think that story is true. But maybe it is. Maybe that's the good idea. Or maybe, maybe that's that, the plan. Yeah, maybe that's something good to put in the, in the universe. Maybe, right. Maybe, that, maybe he will feel like, you know what, that, that is something I would like to do. I don't know. Mm. All right, in the meantime, J.R. Smith got a Nipsey Hussle tattoo as a tribute to him as well. So I seen that. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really dope. What the hell, J.R. Smith got room for tattoos at? That's a good question. Well, look, it's a clear spot wherever it was. I can't. We can't tell where it is, but it's it was on his leg. On his leg. <laughs> Seems like yeah. he got tattoos it's everywhere. Right, it's on his right leg. J.R. Smith looked like a subway in Harlem. He is covered in tattoos. Mm -hmm. Oh, and here's a good story. Amber Rose announced that she is pregnant. Yeah, she is having a baby boy with her boyfriend. That's the uh, dude that works with Def Jam? Yes, oh, Alexander congrats. Edwards. Congrats He's the vice them. president of A&R at Def Jam. Her so boyfriend looks like her brother. That she's pregnant. She said, uh, A.E. and I are super excited to announce that we have a sweet little baby boy on the way. P.S. Sebastian is so happy to be a big brother. That and he also shared the same photo on his Instagram page. And he said, even when it's dark, my sun will shine. Thank you, baby, for my greatest gift. Ish Wild, I love you. I can't wait to thug it out with my baby boy. And baby boy, I promise I won't get mad if your first words are where the bitch is at. Huh? That's how you know people be in love, though, because, like, when they mm -hmm. start to look alike, because uh, Amber and her boyfriend look, they look alike. They look alike. Mm -hmm. Like, they look like they're from the exact same tribe. People say me and my wife look alike. I She's way that. cuter than you. Thanks, she. She I is. I mean, it's not that, it's not, take it. it's not that you have a physical resemblance. It's just something about the auras that match, and you look at them, and you can say, okay, they're a pair. And then you also have that same hourglass figure. Thanks. Thanks, she. 
That's gear. Now, see, now is that un- is that inappropriate? <laughs> see, now because she's, she's talking harassment. about my body. That's that harassment. That's definitely some type of harassment. I feel like that's harassment. I didn't harassment. touch you. I didn't no, put my no, forehead no, on your forehead. That's verbal no, harassment. But you're no, talking about my no, body, and I'm right. feeling away. That's right. I'm feeling. I don't know don't if worry. I can work today. Five years from now, you get her. All right. Five years from now. <laughs> five years from now, pop back up on her ass. All right. All right. Wait today. Hey fam, I just tried Coca-Cola's new flavor. That fresh juice company pop off. That's come. That's why I come back. Shout out to Drink Fresh Juice. Make sure you get yours. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. You ain't got no hey, fam? Hey, fam. I just tried Coca-Cola's new flavor, orange vanilla Coke and orange vanilla Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah, you heard that right, and they are incredible. Try orange vanilla Coke and orange vanilla Coke Zero Sugar for yourself at your closest retailer today. And remember, both Envy and Gia are shaped like hourglass Coca-Cola bottle. Wow, you doubled down. You huh? doubled down. I'm going, I'm done. When that press juice pop up, I'm going to be right there with you. Ooh. I saw everything. I feel away, <laughs> man. <laughs> I Ooh. heard it all. Oof, all okay. right. All right, when we come back, uh, we got front page news. What are we talking about, yeah? Uh, we are going to be talking about a teenager who was missing, and for seven years, people didn't know if he was dead, if he was alive, what happened, and now he has turned up, allegedly. All right, he's a tethered. Hey, hmm? her coming next hour, too, right? Yeah, her will be joining okay. us next hour. R&B artists are her, so we'll Phenomenal kick it with her. R&B artists. Yeah, so we'll kick it with her next hour. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the uh, front page news. What are we talking about first, Yee? Well, let's talk about a teenage boy. He was found by police in Newport. He said he is Timothy Pitson. Timothy Pitson disappeared in Illinois 70 years ago, and police are now working to confirm his identity. They have not publicly said whether or not it is him yet. Now, the police who assisted in the investigation did release a report, and they said uh, today he is 14 years old. He was 6 years old when he went missing. His mother was later found dead in Rockford, Illinois. They They said, said, yeah, she committed suicide and wrote a letter, you'll never find my son, but he's safe. Right. So I don't know what's going on. This whole story seems a little crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but Timothy, fa- Timothy's father, including Timothy's family, including his father, had continued searching for him even after his mother was found dead at a, at a hotel, at a motel. Now, the aunt said, and I know in my heart he's absolutely alive, 100%. I know he's out there. We just have to find him. So we will see if that is him. Can he talk? Yeah, he talks. He said that uh, the people that took him are, are bodybuilder types. He said he was stuck in the uh, Red Roof Inn for seven days and... It was some type of... But he uh, didn't know where the Red Roof Inn yeah. was, so they're trying to figure out which one it is. They've been going to all the different Red Roof Inns. And they have a description of the truck with, with uh, Wisconsin plates. So the guy can talk. Is he carrying gold He's scissors? He's a teenager. Teenager. Is he carrying gold scissors? He told police no. he escaped his Does he captors. Does have a taste for rabbit? And that's no. when he ran across a bridge in, into Kentucky. So mm-hmm. uh, they said you can only imagine the challenges we're going through in the process of identifying who he is. Got to make sure he's not a tether. Mm. He said one of the men who kidnapped him had a spiderweb tattoo on his neck, and the other had a snake tattoo on his arms. Envy? That could be envy. I don't have no tattoos on my neck. You do have a spiderweb tattoo. Not on my neck. (laughs) All right, now. Envy, just gonna throw it on me, huh? Let's talk about uh, Joe Biden. Now, seven women all together have come forward to say that he inappropriately touched them, and they were uncomfortable. Okay, and here is how Joe Biden responded to these women who are saying that's what happened to them. In my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. I shake hands, I hug people, I I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. And now it's all about taking selfies together. Uh, You know, social norms have begun to change, they've shifted, and the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. 
All right. The, the irony of this is Joe Biden created the culture he is the target of. Remember when he was a vi- uh, vice president and he was trying to remake the rules of sexual culture on college campuses and he said his goal was to uh, remake sexual culture on campuses and in society and that's exactly what the Me Too movement is. So he's living in the world of accusation that he helped create. Right. And I get it. Like, you know, he said maybe he looked at it differently than how they looked at it. So Yeah, and, and if someone tells you that you made them uncomfortable, you can't tell them they're lying. And that's right. what I be trying to tell dudes. Like, that's not our place to say. If a girl says, hey, you made me un- uncomfortable or that was inappropriate, then that's what they feel. You can't say, oh, no, that wasn't inappropriate. Yeah, but the news makes it seem like he sexually harassed somebody. Yeah, the, the language you know? is a little crazy. When they say sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, you think, like, you know, crazy stuff like mm-hmm. really really crazy stuff absolutely right well for these women he just is in their personal space and they were made to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's what the issue is FYI okay alright that's how I feel when I see old white men in the gym when they just be naked walking around and they just be coming all close to you like man bruh there's a lot of space in there they don't I come mean, close I, to me I don't know about you in the you, gym but... if you don't like to see naked people changing you gotta go change in the bathroom there is, there, there, that is the bathroom makes, I feel the same way like they just walk around yeah I'm, I'm with you if you're on the bench putting your shoes on and then the, the old, old white guy just walk, comes sits right by you and puts his leg up starts drying his leg off and you see his little old meat you know what I mean like man come on man yeah. would it be different if it wasn't an old white guy maybe like a young okay here you go <laughs> a young diesel a young guy, spry black man. <laughs> would, that would that make be you feel different? better? No, it would not. Be would that turn you on? So why do you keep saying? Because that's what that's, that's what, what you I usually see. That's, that's what, what you see in the gym. gym. Yes. Okay. Okay. Be the older white men. Yeah. All right. All right just seeing. Well, that's your front page news. Now, when we come back, R and B singer, her will be joining us. Mm-hmm. We'll kick it with her when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Her. What's up? Good morning, Good her. Morning, Good her. morning. How are you? I'm good. It's bright and early. It is. You don't like getting up this early? <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a morning person, but I just came back from the UK, so I'm good. Okay. So congratulations <laughs> to you because you've been having a, ph- a phenomenal past couple Amazing, of years. Amazing, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been crazy, honestly. So how many instruments do you play? Um, I play mainly guitar, keys, bass, and drums. Damn. Now, let's, start, let's start from the beginning. A lot of people don't know. How did you get into the music industry? I know you were signed at like the age of 14. How did yeah. you start? How did you get into the industry? Man, I mean, it's a long story, but I've been doing music for a really long time. Um, my dad was a musician just for fun. And um, I was singing as a, as a young kid. And things just happened uh, the way they were supposed to happen. The, the stars kind of aligned for me. And I was doing meetings and stuff at a very young age. People saw me, you know, singing and playing Alicia Keys songs mm-hmm. as a young girl, like on YouTube and stuff. And um, eventually I got signed to RCA when I was 14. And, you know, I had the time to develop and figure out who I was as a person and grow into. They held you, you know, that long? Yeah. Most, oh, most absolutely. Of, they would have dropped you. Oh, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when you're 14, you don't know who you are yet. You don't mm-hmm. know even who you want to be. So Who's I. have seen the talent that early? Man, I mean, my parents, number one, um, but there were so many people. MBK Entertainment, you know, they built Alicia Keys' career. Um, Jeff Robinson is my manager. He kind of gave me that creative space. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like like going against, you know, what what RCA, you know, it was like, it was like a, a push and pull as far as what was going to happen for me. You know what I mean? It was like I wanted to, to make sure that I was in complete control of my situation as did, you know, my management team and so I had the creative space to just figure out myself and figure out my sound and, and who who and what I was going to represent. Can yep. you really grow 
as a human at at 14 with a record deal? Like, can you really grow? In- I mean, I did because I, I was going to regular school, you know, and oh, okay. then I would I would come to New York for like a week or two weeks and record and, and work with people and then go back to school. You what know, were you that singing about life. at 14? You know, it's so funny. I, I just, I wrote a song called Curious. I wrote about people being in my business, like my parents, you know, like stuff like no that. Boy, your parents, they weren't in your business. It's called being a parent. Right, exactly. No, no boyfriend no. stuff, though. No, 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 no boyfriend stuff. So you wrote all your own music? Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was, I've been a writer. I'm a poet, you know, as well as a writer, and, and I kind of, you know, they go hand in hand. And you never got discouraged being signed so early and, and, and not really taken off to no, a lot abso- later? Absolutely. I mean, you know, after a few years, it's like, okay, when am I going to put out music? When am I going to figure this out? Who am I? You know, what what am I, I going to do as far as my career is concerned? And so when I graduated high school, or before I graduated high school, I'm like, am I going to go to college or mm-hmm. am I going to be in this music thing 100%? So there were frustrations there, you know, and watching everybody else that was um, signed to my management company, you know, it was uh, K. Michelle and, and Brandy and Alicia Keys and Elle Varner and all these people, and Justine Skye, like all these great artists doing their thing and me kind of like sitting on the sideline, you know, at their shows, kind mm-hmm. of like waiting my turn, like, okay, pretty soon I'm going to have music out. I'm going to be doing shows. I'm going to be doing this. And uh, yeah, I was just, I was being patient and and I finally decided like, all right, I'm going to just be in this 100%. What my parents the, supported me, so. What did the teenager know about patience? Right. What did I know about patience? <laughs> I don't rare. know, man. I just, I, I love music so much and there was nothing else I wanted to do. I feel I feel like you know uh, as a young child with the label telling you you should be like this and you should be like that like that would be hard in your formidable years because everybody's trying to tell you what to be instead of just right. letting you be. Man, it is definitely definitely difficult. And that's why I always preach to people like, no matter what anybody tells you, surround yourself with people that are going to embrace who you are and, and see the potential in in what you can be and not what you should be or something that is modeled. You know, like something that you should be modeled after. You know, or or. Uh, manufactured into, you know, that was my whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just find my voice and figure out my truth and, and, you know, present that. What made you hide your identity for so long? I mean, I it wasn't so much of a hiding my identity. It was more so, like, focusing on the music. Like, I didn't want people to know how old I am. I didn't want people to know my, you know, ethnicity. And I didn't want people to, like, see my face, you know, or or have any assumption you know we focus on all the the superficial things and what's happening now and i just wanted people to focus on the music and the message and now people of all ages have kind of taken my music and made it their diary you know like oh they feel connected to it because they don't know anything about me you know the label had to be against that though you know what they weren't they weren't at first it was kind of like uh okay but they weren't they definitely kind of like helped make the vision come to life like it was it yeah. was a nice different type of rollout because we're used to seeing people just, we got to get you everywhere. We got to get you on this remix. We got to get your face mm-hmm. on the cover of this. We have to make sure your social media is popping. Right. And you didn't have to do those things. I started off with zero followers. Like, I made my Instagram page the day that I released my music and it just grew organically. Like, I really feel like I grinded it out. You know, I didn't want a quick radio hit. I just wanted to to do shows and have people fall in love with me and my artistry and not just one song or, you know, not just one thing or, or my face or whatever. You know, I wanted it to be about the music and my, my truth, my story. We talk about a lot of the, the celebrities that loved you and started following you. And I heard you tell a story about the day you spoke to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Now tell that story. <laughs> Crazy. So I was um, 10 or 11 years old. I was like 11 years old. And um, I met Rodney Jerkins in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And he had a studio in Burbank. And me and my parents went to the studio. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we left the studio. He was he was telling us about you know his his Michael stories and this and that working with Michael, and we left the studio. Um, we got to the corner at the stoplight, and he was running down the street. My Rodney Jerkins. No, Rodney oh. Jerkins. And, and Rodney's big. Rodney is small. <laughs> he don't look like, you know, the type of guy who would be running down the street. Right. So he, Damn, you saying he don't do no cardio? No, no. <laughs> what does that type of guy look like? So he was running down the street. He got to the, he, he got to us in the car and we were like, why is he running? So we pulled over to the side and um, he held out a phone. It was a flip phone. He held out this flip phone and I was like, hello? It was like, hey, it's, this is Michael. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of you. I think you're so talented. This and that. I want I want to meet you. I was like, what? And unfortunately, it never happened. And mm. then, like, you know, less than a year later, he passed away. Mm. But uh, crazy. That's Me and my mom were like crying. My mom was like, oh my gosh. Like she was planning on going to his last concert that he was gonna have in the UK. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So. So you had music out at 11? No, he he saw videos of me. Okay, gotcha, playing gotcha. and singing. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you met Janet. I did. She came to my show in London. She came to my show. Uh, did you know she was in the building? Was one of those things. I'm like, you know, Janet's here. I heard she was coming, but I didn't know that she was gonna come. And then when when they were like, Janet's here, we were all like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? Like, okay, act natural. You know, like we we're all like, hey, What do we do? And everybody was kind of crazy, and I was like playing it cool, like. What's up, Janet? Yeah, like, Janet, a head nod. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. I Janet was like, hey, nice to meet you. Janet probably more shy than you. Yeah, she, you was, she was very, like, quiet. But then when everybody left the room and it was just the two of us, we had, like, our time. And she was, like, talking to me and opening up a little bit. I was like, wow. What, what jewel did she special. give you? Did she give you any jewels? No, no. I mean, not really. She was just she was just telling me that, that she was proud of me. She was telling me that I helped her get through her pregnancy. Wow. Really? really? Yeah. Uh, crazy. She said, you know, when she was in her I house going through it or whatever, she was listening to my music. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we have more with her. Matter of fact, let's get into her joint. This is Focus. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have R&B recording artist Her. That was her joint Focus. Now, Charlemagne, how did your career change when you revealed your identity? I didn't really reveal it. They uh, were speculating. Oh, you know who that is? Right, I right. Yeah. I mean, I never was like, hey, ta-da. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I mean, you see me a lot more. And uh, at this point, I don't think it even matters who yeah. I am, what my name is yeah. or anything. Because people are in love with the music. That was the point to begin with. And it people works. are still falling in love with it, regardless of, of knowing what I look like or anything. So. so nobody can slide in your DMs, huh? No. Why? No, no. <laughs> people, people be signing my DMs. You know, you get their little requests. Sometimes. Oh, you be checking them. Sometimes mm -hmm. depends. You know. <laughs> why? Do, why don't? Why don't you follow nobody? Because I'm not really like a. You know, I don't really be on social media like that. She like, don't want to see all that mess on her timeline. Right. Right. <laughs> I still keep up. You know, a little bit. It's on the explore page, but I don't really. You know. People start getting salty, like, why you don't follow me back? Or why, you know? You can't follow Daniel Caesar or nobody? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not following anybody. Do you miss the, what's the word? Anonymity? What's the word? Anonymity. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you miss being anonymous? Just say being anonymous. Anonymity. Sometimes, um, I, I guess I expected this. You know, I kind of mentally prepared for. Whatever would happen, I'm just happy to do music. You know, like it doesn't doesn't matter. I think sometimes I do like I try to be low key. You know, I take the glasses off because if I have them on, then mm -hmm. you recognize me and put my hair back, walk around like, wait a minute, that's and I'm like, ah, damn. You know, mm -hmm. like my my cover's blown. So how do you deal with relationships now? You know, because it's it's different now. Now they know who you are. They know right. your face. I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's hard to know if somebody really loves you for you. They don't. Um, <laughs> 
you know what? Not anymore. <laughs> you know what? There are people out there. Nah, you're hurting that's so now. negative. So, no. Listen, that listen. is so negative. It's the truth. Listen, you gotta be very, very careful. Honestly, whatever it is, whatever situation I get into, love takes time. When people show you who they are, you pay attention. You ever had any corny lines like, "Hey, her, I want to be your him." Yeah, all they the time. They always do that. Actually, some an artist did come out I'm as talking him. about a guy trying to holler at her. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes all the time. Yes. All the time. Charlamagne's thinking about his corny lines that he would have had. No, nah, what, what's the corniest one? What, that is the corniest that is one. The one. That, that is the one. Spot yeah. on. You hit it you right on with. the nose. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you respond to that? I don't respond. I just be like, oh, okay, all right. I can't hear out of the side of my head. What made you name yourself after a whole pronoun? Um, so it's kind of a long story, but um, when I was, you know, 15, 16, I used to, you know, look at other women, my high school or my like big people I consider my big sisters. And I would say, I'm never going to, you know, make the mistakes that they're making. I'm never going to fall in love with this guy and fall for the wrong guy and, and all this stuff. Right. And I became her. I became yeah, that girl. Plus, we have to go through things on our own sometimes. Absolutely. You watch people make mistakes, and you would wish we could learn from the mistakes of other people. But sometimes to find you're out. in something, and it doesn't, you're like, how did I get here? Exactly. But I'm here. <laughs> so it's like you got a little bit of other women in you, so to speak? I like, mean, I would like say. Like, I am her, kind of? Right. So we all, as women, when we're, you know, even from high school to adulthood, we experience similar changes. We have shared we have, experiences. Right. We have feelings. We've all fell for that wrong guy or that mm -hmm. guy that was no good and we knew he was no good. So it's just, it's just that connection that all women have. And when do we get some new music? When are we getting the, the album? Soon. I'm working on it right now. Mm -hmm. The debut album. So, so what's your... How do you focus oh, on this? Is your debut? Yeah. There were EPs. Everything Project. that was happening was so unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I literally dropped yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing mm -hmm. that you could just put out music like that, though, nowadays. Like, it right. doesn't even have to be, here's my first album. You put out EPs, EPs, tease the people. I mean, you have to. Mm -hmm. Then you get forget about. You get forgotten about. So what's the difference for you between doing an album and doing EPs? <sighs> I, I'm not sure because people are treating my EPs like it's an album, right. you know? Um, so what I thought was an EP is, or what I thought was an album is apparently not. But this is kind of going to be not specific to a certain time. I think it's going to be my perspective from young up until this point. I feel like you've been through so much in relationships from listening to your music. You know, the funny thing about it is, like, I really, ha like, it's really not that deep, like, anything that I've ever been through. But for me, it's always that deep. It feels deep. Like, it, it's <laughs> always that deep. Like, I feel everything to, like, the 10th power. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just What's an emotional sign? cancer. Oh, yes. God. Me exactly. too, baby. 629. Oh, oh, wow. 627. 629. We feel everything. Right and it's only going to get worse as you get older. Oh, boy. You Thank gonna you. You're going to run over a squirrel and be like... <laughs> and start crying. I'm serious. I'm serious. Jeez. And so, that's gonna make for great music. So what would somebody say it's like? What would somebody Running say it's like? To, Why would you want to write about yeah, that? Sicko. <laughs> <laughs> what would somebody say experience. that it's like to date you? If somebody that dated you would be like, well, she was like this. She was. Are you a very clingy person? Are you detached? Are you? A I'm, I'm definitely kind of needy until the other person's needy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely kind of needy. Um, I take care of the people I love, so I'm definitely like trying to make sure you're good, you know, regardless. You're a cancer. Exactly. That's what we do. You're sensitive. You're mm -hmm. emotional. You care Very about your sensitive. people, but don't cross them. 
Oh yeah, Abs- oh absolutely. That's another thing. Oh God, people know. <laughs> if people any- know. If anything goes down, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm definitely not one to play with. And we petty. We always gotta constantly check our petty. Ah, I hate to admit it, but yeah, that's true. What's the last petty thing you did to somebody who crossed you? Oh, all right. I don't know. No. You're from the West Coast, so just make sure it's legal. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> just make sure it's legal. No, I don't know. Um, that's oh, now a, that's you don't a good know. question. I don't know. Do you feel like your uh, two Grammys validated you more as an artist, or did you care? No, I don't. I don't think it validated me. I, I definitely think it was a milestone. If anything, it was for me. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, especially when you're young and you're sensitive about your art, you question yourself. You have your doubts, and you're like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Am I? I'm, I'm really hard on myself, so um, that was kind of like confirmation. Like, okay, you're doing the right thing. You're mm-hmm. exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, you made the right decisions, and um, yeah, just be in the moment. I see Barack Obama put you on his favorite list. Crazy, and that's another thing that made me feel like, okay, I'm doing something right because <laughs> mm-hmm. Obama's listening to me. Right. What if yeah. Trump was listening to you? How would you feel about that? Um, <laughs> what if Trump was like, yo, her is fire. What if he tweeted that out? And then I would, I would post uh, FDT on my, uh, oh. on my page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nipsey. And, and, and rest in peace, <laughs> right, rest in peace and YG, exactly. Oh, you from LA, right? Well, I'm from the Bay Area. The Bay Area. See, people, people in New York always think California is just LA. You nah, know? just Charlemagne. He oh, just okay. got it wrong. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't know you were from the Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, from the Bay. Okay. Vallejo, E40, Sly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac Dre. Yeah. How did Nipsey's yeah. death impact you, being from the West? Um, it's really sad because when you see somebody doing really good for the community and they're gone it's just like you feel like there's a missing piece mm. that's kind of how i felt yeah it feel weird right like this one this this one hits a little different yeah it's, it's a bit different it affected everybody in some way just the energy kind of changed and we all found out her gotta get up out of here guys she's about to leave 10 minutes ago i've oh, been I ignoring the, the label over here <laughs> tapping me he's well, just ignoring go, her. Where you, what, what, what white she's outlet busy. are they rushing you, you off to you know what i don't know where are we going <laughs> they, like to be, they, they want you to be on time for the white outlet <laughs> i'm, but they I'm just, just working breeze you through the black ones <laughs> No, I will always make time. That's why I'm still here right now. But just think about that when you go to your next outlet and you're in there with all those white people. You'd be like, damn. They really did rush me out of the black outlet to you bring me over there. You know what? <laughs> you guitar. Know what? <laughs> Dance. All right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, her, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Good Continue luck success. with everything. Thank you so much. All yes, right. Yes, it was a pleasure. We're so happy. And thank you for your donation that you made to Change for Change. You were actually the per- first person to call up and make a donation when we did our fundraiser. So oh, we wow. appreciate that. That was That's her? crazy. Yeah. yeah that thank was you. Her. Oh, my goodness. Her, That's her. That was her. All <laughs> right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it's the, it. It's the Breakfast Club. It's her. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, I want to salute the uh, Claflin University in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I was I was there yesterday for their uh, Calabash. We had a mental health and, and hip hop forum um, yesterday in their uh, auditorium. What was it the WV Middleton Fine Arts Center? Okay. So salute to everybody at Claflin University. Drop on the clues bombs for Claflin. It's good. The South Carolina, right? Yes, sir. South Carolina. Orangeburg, okay. Oldberg. I love having those uh, mental health discussions. Having another one today, actually, too, at um, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton's National Action Network Convention. Mm-hmm. I'll, be there, I'll be there this afternoon. Okay. You're going by there, too, right? 
Yeah, I'll be at the Women's Empowerment Luncheon. So shout out to Sharice from Revolt. She actually was like, come, uh, come with us. So I'm going with them. We're going to National Action Network. I love these women's empowerment events that I've been going to and people have been having. It does have such a nice sense of solidarity. People always have this misconception that women are so competitive with each other. We're so petty. We talk about each other. But I find that women have been my biggest cheerleaders Well, also. you can't generalize nobody. You know what people I'm saying? People always say that. They're like, oh, yeah, I know it's hard for you to work around. People say that all the well, time. You- and it's not true. It's a combination of all of it. It's all true. You know what I mean? Two, two things can be true. Like some yeah, people can I, be petty and some people can be supportive. That's true. I think the main thing though is that women do, they do try to pit women against each other. Like in a lot of situations I've been in, they'll say, oh, well, you know it's going to be hard because she's going to feel funny because you're a woman. And, or they'll be like, oh, she you knows she's coming for your spot. You know if she works there, that's going to happen. I've never felt like that. But that's why you got to make everybody hug at all of these uh, functions. That's my thing now. What? When you when you when we come out when you come out to these uh, town halls that I be doing mm-hmm. on mental health, everybody got a hug. What okay. if Joe Biden's there? Everybody hug. But see, I be making the men hug the men, though. Because okay. men, we don't tell each other that we love each other enough. And we don't tell each other that we value each other enough. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of us be hurt. And we be in pain. Like, and we just be redistributing that pain to uh-huh. each other. So sometimes you got to look at your brother in the eye and say, I love you, man. Like, I hug. never like, heard Envy, you tell- I love you. There you For- go. I've never heard Envy, you I love you. Come I- give me a hug. You see, we kept both of our hips away from each other, right? Why? You didn't see that? But see, I don't just, 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 but, but I'm serious, though. Like, for real, like, we got to start telling each other that we love each other and we value each other and we appreciate each other more. Because a lot of times people be in pain because they be having a lack of love. So if you don't have enough self-love, I got more than enough self-love and I can pour from my cup to fill you up. Did you did you say it to the white camera guy? Who? I said brothers, oh. black men to black men. It oh. ain't all about them. We, oh. we, 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 we include everybody else. Why can't we you. love each other? Why can't you hug Steve? Oh, see, that's y'all problem right there. Y'all see, segregation <laughs> messed y'all all up. You, know you what can't I'm hug Steve. I mean, integration messed y'all up. You don't like sometimes, Steve. Sometimes Steve, go give Charlamagne a hug. He wants a hug. I don't want to hug Steve. I thought you had enough from your cup to fill his. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hug my brother, okay? Right. I hug my fellow black man and tell him I love him, Do you okay? you hug Eddie? Yeah, Eddie. I love you, bro. Yeah, go hug Eddie, man. <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> hug Eddie. Go ahead, hug Eddie. There you go. Like there you go. Gross. All right, there you go. Did you hug Dramos? What about Dramos? I appreciate Drama Puerto Rican. Come here, Drama. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Black and brown. Black Come and brown. On. Black and brown community. That's right. Give him a hug. Beard to beard. Give him a beard. All oh, right. That that beard. All right. All right. Get out my way. Did you miss anybody? No. This guy got everybody. Okay. Get out my way. Yeah, we got rumors Get on the way. Get out my way, Steve. Uh, yes, let's talk about an April Fool's Day prank that y'all might think was really not funny and very inappropriate. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Hey. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Kim Kardashian was giving an interview with Elle, and she talked about an April Fool's prank that Northwest and Saint wanted to play on Kanye. I don't know if this is a funny prank. 
Now, she said that she worries that North and Saint won't get along, but recently North has started to include Saint in her jokes, even the April Fool's one. She said she roped him into an April Fool's prank yesterday. That was ridiculous. She took ketchup into my bathroom. She begged me to let her spread it on me and on the bathroom as if it was a bad, scary movie. Then she asked me to lie down. I thought she was just playing. Maybe that she was going to say I was hurt. No. She taught Saint how to fake, fake cry. She showed him how to do it, and then she told him to scream, Mommy's dead. Kanye ran upstairs, and he was like, kids, this is not funny. This is not a good prank. I completely understand, and I agree, but it did make me a little impressed that they planned something together, and they were getting along and having fun as a team. This is whack. I don't I don't play like that. You turn out to be what you pretend yeah. to be, so I'm not pretending to be dead. I'm not pretending to get killed. Okay, not to mention that was on April Fool's Day. So, it was on April Fool's. So, so the, the, you know, the family of Ipsy Hustle and every other family, you know, who lost someone that weekend, they wish that, you know, the death of their loved one was an April Fool's joke. Like, how tone deaf can you be? Like, I don't know. It's not the kid's fault, but I'm just saying, Kim, why share that story? Now? Well, she didn't have to talk about it. Yeah, you're right. She didn't have to share <laughs> that, that story. That story well, if your kids wanted to play that prank, would you be like, go along with it? No, or would you say, I'm would not going to no. pretend to be dead? No. Yeah, I was like, no, we're going to knock we don't, we don't play with that kind of energy. No, you turn not that you pretend to be. Not that. No. All right, now here's something that will excite you. Freak Nick might be returning. Nah, it's yeah, not the time for that. Two times up there. Not the time yeah, for that. Right. Not Except the time for that. this time it's going to be family friendly. What do you think about that? No such thing. Family friendly Freak Nick sounds like sugar free Krispy Kremes. What's the point? All right, well, here's what Uncle Luke had to say. This is a very important message that you need to understand and you need to listen. Listen real clearly. I am bringing Freak Nick back to Atlanta. We gonna do it big. Everybody come. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, no. no Uncle Luke. I'm bringing nah. Freak Nick back. I love nope, you, Uncle nope, Luke, nope, nope, but nope, it's nope, over. Nope. It was a moment in time. What's the point of bringing Freak nah. Nick back well, if you can't be freaky? It's a one day event, and it's gonna be family friendly with performances from Project Pat, Foxy Brown, Bum B, Twister, Lil Scrappy, Adina Howard. Um, what kind of families are these? Mine. Hey. <laughs> Hosted by Jazzy Faye. <laughs> So it's Saturday, June 22nd. So if you guys want to get some tickets for that. It's I mean, just a concert called Freak Nick then. Um, I mean, it's a one-day event. So maybe there's going to be other things happening. It features performances as well. And so maybe it's like a big mm-hmm. picnic mm-hmm. type of situation. Mm-hmm. Situation. All, no. The, the coach, I've never been to Freak Nick, so coach, I don't know what that... The, I've seen video. The co- exactly. And the culture has shifted in such a way that Freak Nick could never exist. No, in never exist again. Time's up era. You're talking okay. about... Maybe they should rename it. No. No. No, I can't, you can't have that. That, that whole is, atmosphere, that it, feeling... They should call it Freak Nick. Freak Nick was the fleek. epitome no. of rape culture. Yeah, you, you okay. can't do Freak Nick. But Absolutely not. a family-friendly one. There's no such thing. And stop saying that. That's what it says. No. Not for Freak Nick. It's not happening. This is for family-friendly freaks. All right. So so all the... Okay. So, boom. If you used to be a hoe in the 80s, so you used to be a hoe in the 90s, you know, and you've got a family now... Bring them on out. Bring them all out. No. Show them how you used to get down. No. No, 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 no. no. Y'all are missing the whole point. No. 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 I'm Angela Uncle Yee. Luke's missing the whole point, thinking he can make a family-friendly freak And that's your rumor Nick. report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. You should call it the Hey Fam Freak Nick. I do need to hear more, though. I would like to know what a family-friendly freak Nick no such thing. consists of. No, this is no, no such thing. We do got to admit, though, a lot of those women that used to go to Freak Nick in the 80s and 90s, they did grow up and have families. A lot of them is grandmas now. They did. They on Facebook still getting it popping. They, that's, that's fine. <laughs> wearing things they ain't got no business wearing. My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that rumor report. Yeah, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, man, we live in a very sick, sick world, man. You know what I'm saying? Right here. Uh, sick, sick world. And, you know, just this is how you lose trust in your daughter. That's the one thing as a uh-huh. father you cannot lose. Trust, trust Your daughter having trust in you. But... I'm pretty sure this guy's lost it forever. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
celebrate 25 years of moving the culture forward at the 2019 Essence Festival presented by Coca-Cola, July 4th through the 7th in New Orleans. Featuring performances by Missy Elliott, Mary J. Blige, Nas, her among 50 more. Register for free events and buy tickets at EssenceFestival.com. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yeah, donkey of the day. Donkey of the day for Thursday, April 4th goes to a man named Brian Couture. Brian is 40 years old from Oregon, and his daughter is a Girl Scout. Okay, me and this man have a couple things in common already. Uh, age and a daughter who is a Girl Scout. Uh, any parent of a Girl Scout knows that Girl Scout hustle is so real. All right, seven brands. All right, menu is real simple, but their business is booming. It's a million-dollar market for Thin Mints, baby. All right, there's never been a time that I can remember where peanut butter patties weren't easy to push. All right, mm-hmm. all parents know it's only three ways to move those Girl Scout cookies. Uh, first people to get hit up is the immediate family. Second people to get hit up is your place of employment. All right, you better take that Girl Scout catalog to work and ask all your coworkers to buy some cookies. A third hustle is the one that rarely happens, at least in my house, and that's door-to-door hustling, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think people do that anymore, right? I mean, occasionally you might see a Girl Scout pop up to your crib selling cookies. Um, But nobody's doing that door-to-door trapping no more but Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, Salute to all the Jehovah Witnesses out there. I was raised one. But, But Girl Scout cookie trapping is big business, and Brian's daughter was out there getting it because she managed to make over $700 in Girl Scout cookies. $740 $740 to be exact. This got me wondering what's the most my daughter ever made. I never I never pay any attention to the, the grand totals, but I know them Samoas be selling. Well, sadly, Brian's daughter got robbed. Now, people get robbed every day, B, but you have to be a different kind of grimy to rob a Girl Scout, but you also have to be a different kind of grimy to rob a Girl Scout. That's your daughter. Let's go to KGW8 NBC for the report, please. Forest Grove police say Brian Couture called 911 just before 10 a.m., saying someone broke in through a backsliding glass door. A struggle took place, and the person took off. When officers arrived, Couture was unresponsive, so he was taken to the hospital. Police won't say what his injuries were yet, but later learned he faked the whole thing to cover up a theft. Officers discovered Couture had access to money belonging to Girl Scouts of America, and about $740 were missing. Couture was arrested for theft and making a false report. Brian, what in the name of Jesse Smollett are you doing, baby? Mm. All right, I know times can be hard in the slums you're from, but stealing from your daughter? I can see taking some money out your daughter's piggy bank because you're a little short on cash when, you know, Uber Eats delivered some food, but to steal a whole $740 from your daughter, who's a Girl Scout? Being short on bread should never be an excuse to steal the money your daughter made from selling shortbread cookies. Do you know the type of distrust your daughter will have for you now? Not only did you steal the stash she made from selling Savannah Smiles, you lied. You got the whole police department working overtime trying to investigate a home invasion that never happened. They had dogs, the forensic team, crime tape everywhere, wasting all their resources. And what do they have to show for it? Nothing. Can they get a box of dosey dos Huh? Some Girl, Girl Scout s'mores for their troubles? Now, Brian is being charged with falsifying a police report, theft, and I'm pretty sure he's lost the trust of his daughter forever. Please let Remy Mark give Brian Couture the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! are you dumb? Now, All right. let's play a game oh boy. of Guess What Race It Is! 
Not much context clues here, people. Mm. All right, let's play the news report back one time. Refresh your memory on what we're dealing with. Forest Grove police say Brian Couture called 911 just before 10 a.m., saying someone broke in through a backsliding glass door. A struggle took place, and the person took off. When officers arrived, Couture was unresponsive, so he was taken to the hospital. Police won't say what his injuries were yet, but later learned he faked the whole thing to cover up a theft. Officers discovered Couture had access to money belonging to Girl Scouts of America, and about $740 were missing. Couture was arrested for theft and making a false report. All right, we don't have a lot of context clues. Okay, 911 he called before 10 in the morning, happened in Oregon, faked a home invasion, stole money from Girl Scouts. His name is Brian Couture. Angela E, let's start with you. Guess what race it is! Well, this sounds like a crystal meth incident. Ooh. So I'm going to say that he is white. Also, because Girl Scouts are mostly white. I don't know if those are facts or not. Yes, that is a fact. Girl Scouts are mostly white? Yes. Yeah, that's a large percentage are white. I would have okay. to agree with you. I, I think most Girl Scouts are white. Also... I don't think black people uh, will be calling the police 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm. I, I, I just don't think so. And I, You go try to find them. Yeah, they're going to try to find them. <laughs> they ain't going to call the police. They're going to try to find the kid that took his Girl Scout, his, his daughter's money. So, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, your final answer is Caucasian. Caucasian. Let's do the big reveal. The survey says Brian Couture is Caucasian. I know it. The mayonnaise was heavy in this story. I knew it. What gave it away? Was it the Oregon? Was it the Girl Scouts? Was it the home invasion call at 10 in the morning? Yes. His last name is Couture. And then punching punching himself in the face. Oh, he punched himself in the face? Didn't he have a black eye, they said? Didn't he say he had a... Uh, I didn't see all that. No. Oh, they said he had... <laughs> Did you just make that up, too? No, I, I thought the producer said the guy said he punched him in the face. Who said that? I don't know. Who said that? Dan said, said that. Dan said he had a black eye I heard he also set up a trust fund for... <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. Stop repeating things, Envy. I don't know. You hear what you say? Maybe he did. Did he? Can we see the picture again? Yeah, what's his name? See, he did have a black eye. I see, he punched himself in the eye. Who, who if, if he faked it, who punched him in the eye? That don't look like a black eye to me. That look like a sis or something. A little star. My goodness. All Let right. Let me look up this story and see if he punched himself. And then he in was the unresponsive. Eye. How was he unresponsive? Yes. He was faking. He passed out. I'd pass out too. Once they figured, once they found me out, I'd fall flat out on the floor. Boom! <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> Wait, you gotta Let's see wake how this me happened. up. All right, I'm not just right. gonna be conscious while you dragging me to jail. I want to uh, see if he had a black eye. He had a black eye. He showed the picture. Okay. All right. Well, that was your donkey of the day. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. Hit us up. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, I'm Janelle. Hey, Janelle, where you calling from? Um, calling from South Carolina. Okay. What's your question for Yee? Um, my question is, I have a boyfriend, baby dad, however you want to say it. Um, who's incarcerated? He's a, he's incarcerated due to the fact of um his charges domestic. Because we had a lot of, like, physical altercations and getting into it with each other, arguing, mm. fighting, which led me to call the police. You, you said a, a lot? What do you, you say? So it was something that was happening repeatedly? Yes. Okay. And we weren't together when he got incarcerated, but um, 
since he's been, he's been in jail since December 31st. And since he's been in there, um, you know, I'm talking to some people as far as the case, and they're trying to, like, get him some type of, like, help, like, classes, domestic violence classes or um, anger management classes or whatever the case may be, because mm-hmm. he's, he's not a bad person. But what makes him bad is the fact of putting his hands on women. Oh, well, that, and does, that does make him a bad person, because good people don't do that. Right. It does make him a very bad person and less of a man in any aspect. But my question or advice is I I know right from wrong and I was raised, you know, to not I didn't feel like I would ever go through something like this. But, you know, some people are like, he could never change. You could never get back with him because it'll always be the same. He'll do it to you once, he'll do it to you again, no matter if he get help or not. And I'm just trying to see like would I be wrong? going back with him if he does get the help and if we both go to like some type of class to be able to talk out our problems or is it a situation that I just need to like completely leave alone and it's kind of hard because the fact we have a child in common okay so first of all let's think about the child first is that how you want to raise your child with this man has he ever put his hands on you in front of your child I'm sure your child could feel what was going on right well, the baby, he's a, he's a baby. Oh, he's a baby. He's yeah. You have to think about your kid first, because that's not the type of environment you want to raise a child in. And you said this was something that he was doing repeatedly. It's not he'll do it, he did it once, he'll do it again. He did do it again, and again, yeah. and again. Yeah. And that's why he's in jail now, right? Yes. And let's keep in mind that men will say anything when they're in jail and they're trying to get back together with you because they have a lot of time on their hands and a lot of time to... Right. Think. So it's your actions that really show those things. Yes, you should get help because you guys do have a child together and you do have to figure out how you can somehow co-parent. But I think you got to put yourself first. I think sometimes I had a situation where I dated a guy. He ended up going to jail. We would we broke up. But the only reason that we ended up staying together after that was because I felt bad that he was in jail. And I kind of felt like it was my fault. Right. That's kind of like, yeah. But it's not your fault. It's his fault that he's in jail. Right. And this is the perfect time for you to get your life together and move on and separate yourself from that instead of allowing yourself to get drawn back into something because you feel guilty. Right. So regardless of the help or not, I just pretty much need to stay on the route. Nobody knows what's going to happen five years, six years from now, but I think something like that, yes, I hope people can change, and I hope that people get the help that they need, but maybe they don't. And maybe he won't. We don't know that. We can't predict the future. But in the meantime, I think in your head, you should move on, understand that you have to co-parent, hope that he can be the best dad that he can be. And if years from now you can see that he's a completely changed person and he's saved from his abusive behavior, I can't tell you what to do in that situation. But I think for now, you have to put yourself and your child before everything else. Don't feel guilty that he got himself in jail and understand that he's saying whatever he's got to say right now. Right. Thank you so much. Good luck, Mama. All right. We love you. Love yourself too, baby. I love you too, Charlamagne, DJ Envy. Love you too, boo. Love you back. You guys every morning. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Kelly, you there? Yeah. Oh, boy. What's the matter? What's your question for you, Mama? I was asking her. I've been with someone for almost three years now, and I post them on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, like all of that. Mm-hmm. All my family, everything. Like three, four times a week, trying to be TMZ, right? <laughs> okay. And... He was in prison for 21 months, 
But, like, in prison, it was just a whole different story, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't got out. And I'm, I'm really am, like, a social media head. So I am, like, all, I'm posting, constantly posting on everything. Uh-huh. But when it comes to him, he does say, like, oh, I'm private, blah, 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 blah. But will be at the bar, at the club, on his friends' lives, posting pictures of his friends, doing, like, all this different stuff. Um, so my concern is, is it wrong for me to feel some type of way I'm not getting the same paparazzi effect that I give him. Social media is not life. I just want to say that first. You know, people deal with social media differently. Some people post their significant others. Some people don't want to do that and don't want to put their girl out there like that or their man out there like that. Do you feel like he's doing it to pretend to be single or do you just feel like he just doesn't post you? Like, it, it depends on the day, for real. One mm. day I'm like, okay, I'm overreacting. And, like, I'm just want to be, like, cute for Facebook. But his thing is he thinks everything I post is because I want a like or I'm doing it for Facebook. Or he'd be like, you want, you wouldn't do that if your friends wasn't on there. And I'm like, no, I really would. Like, I post you when you sleep. Like, I'm not <laughs> doing it because you just wide awake. Like, but don't make me feel like I'm just on the side. Because the main thing is, I think we are, uh, some people do get too wrapped up in social media, and that can be an issue too. But is there a deeper issue? Do you feel like he's doing something, or is it just this? No, this low-key makes it more, like, come to the surface. Like, so who's feeling you trying to, like... Because you're making up all these stories based on the fact that he's not doing what you do. And listen, it's not a must for somebody to post you on social media if that's not their thing. Now, if you feel like he's cheating on you or you see some suspicious activity or you see him in girls' comments or you see hearts under his page, that's different. Oh, no, I most definitely do. Like, okay, so like I said, when he got out of prison, he didn't really have that many followers. But now recently, every girl's picture that comes up like under my followers, like on my timeline, He's the first name I see. So I'm like, oh, Instagram is snitch because you don't even like my pictures. And I think my pictures are, are pretty decent. Now, now, I think that's a problem. If he's liking other girls' pictures and not yours, that's a real issue. It feels like the real issue is that you feel like he's doing something and he's trying to act like he's single. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's not just that he doesn't post you. It's just that you think there's more to it. And that has uh, something else that you're going to have to deal with. That means something deeper than just he's not posting me on social media. Yeah. So that's something you have to contend with. And like you said, he... Is this what you want? And he's like, how is it not what I want because, like, you're not on my Facebook? Or, like, I used to be his Twitter header, and he took me off randomly. And he was like, yeah, when we get more stable. I'm like, what's more stable than three years? Yeah, you see what all the signs are. And it seems like when he was in jail, he was a lot more attentive and and great. And then he came home, and now he's feeling himself. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, if, if the real truth of the matter is what's really bothering you is the fact that you don't trust him. Yeah. So that's something that you have to deal with. Let's take it there. Let's not just make it this superficial social media issue. The real issue is what does this mean? All right. So you guys have to contend with that. And if you have a gut feeling and you know something's not right, then you do have to listen to your own intuition and your own instincts. Okay. All right, honey. Good luck, mama. Thank you. You send us a picture. We'll post you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hi, Yee. She sounds sad. I'm she sorry. She does. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about who might become the richest on-air personality in ESPN history. Okay. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Angela Yee and I are talking behind the scenes about Bohemian uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Yeah, it's just a great movie. The movie about Queen. Mm-hmm. I was saying that I teared up a couple of times in the movie. You always cry. I do. There's so many things Darn that was emotional. Day. Once when he, when he found out that he had AIDS, HIV in the movie, I cried then. Mm-hmm. And then once when he was performing Champions and it was like the, the huge crowd, like 80,000 people in the crowd in the words, I kind of teared up. I was like, he made it. Like, I don't, No? He had been made it before that. No? All right. It was a comeback story, though, because he yeah, fell it was. off. And then he had to come back and he treated his bandmates so badly. He for did. A while. But mm-hmm. then he came back, he tried to make it right. But anyway. I, you know what I wish they would do? What? Not make it freezing here in this studio. I have on a coat and a blanket. You have a trench coat, a trench shirling on ye. Yeah, and I blanket on. This is ridiculous. All right. Well, it's disrespectful. Because right, it's springtime. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Beyonce. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Well, Beyonce, according to insider sources and according to Us Weekly, is working on some new music and a Netflix special. Are you excited? Uh, No, I'm not excited about this. I'm going to tell you why I'm not excited about this. Because Beyonce has mastered the art of taking away expectation from people. So the fact that somebody knows about this is not exciting to me. Well, I, like to, I like for Beyonce to surprise me. I'm she, excited. She's the only person I like to sneak well, up on me and say, boom. The Netflix documentary is about her Coachella performance that was a huge deal. I would so. rather just be at home and see it just pop up on Netflix. I like the excitement of everybody being like, oh my God, Beyonce got a new Netflix special that dropped yes- in a, yesterday, uh, two seconds ago. And she's I doing some new tracks it. for a deluxe edition of a previous album. Okay. So it's not like a surprise album, but it's just some new music. Some new that music she's from Beyonce, on. and she's also going to be in the remake of Disney's The Lion King, which is in theaters on July 19th. Beyonce's so. not allowed to make announcements. Announcements don't work for Beyonce. She didn't make the announcement. This is according to insider sources, but they, they, it's they very wrong. credible. Are those the same? Are those the same people who said Jay Z set up a 15 million dollar trust fund? I mean, of course she's doing. Oh. No, it's Us Weekly, but of course she is doing a, a Netflix special on Coachella. That was Baychella. Why wouldn't you? I like being surprised. All right, now. By Beyonce. Uh, Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. You guys had him on the show yesterday. He yes. was up here. They're mad at him because they said he leaked pictures of Beyonce and Jay-Z's kids. It what? was like a picture of a picture. I don't know if you guys saw all this happening on social media, but uh, they're going in. They're going crazy on him. So if you look on social media, you can see the picture of the kids. And, you know, I don't know who gave it to him, but it's a picture of a picture inside the house. So, uh Take a look at that. The kids are cute, though. He posted that. It's still up? No, it's not up anymore. He took it down. It was on his Instagram page, but you can still see it online if you look for it, obviously. Mm. All right. Britney Spears has checked into a mental health facility. She's been very distraught over her dad's illness, and they said she's not getting, you know, she needs to get some help. He's had two surgeries to correct major issues with his intestines and his colon, and they said the second surgery was recent, but he's been having all kinds of complications. So it's been really tough for her. So she had to check into a mental health facility. Now, LeBron is talking about being financially exploited as a high school star, of course, right? Now, he was on the latest episode of Kevin Durant's The Boardroom. Uh, and they were talking about all kinds of rivals and rivalries and things like that. And here's what LeBron had to say about business. Freshman year to my sophomore year, they moved our home games to the university. So how big was your high school? How big was our high school? Fifteen hundred. We open up my first home game my sophomore year is at the University of Akron, U, which is like six thousand people. And they sell season tickets. So right then and there, as a sophomore, I'm fifteen. I knew that this is a this is a, this is a business. And then his senior year, they actually put the games on pay per view. Yeah, you could watch LeBron James <laughs> games anywhere in the state. You paid like ten bucks. That's crazy. I, I really, th- I really think that's so unfair it for is. those guys not to be getting. 
some type of percentage. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They should be getting something. I don't absolutely. care if you're in high school. I don't care if you're in, in, in the pros. If you bring in that kind of attention and they making that kind of revenue off you, you should get some kind of kickback. And it's hard sometimes when these uh, students don't have guidance and they don't really know, you know, how, how things are. They just kind of have to accept it. They're just playing basketball. I, yeah, and I don't understand why they don't treat it like, like it's a pro, a junior pro or something, amateurs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's still pro ball in a way, right? But it's, it's not pro ball, but people are paying NBA, for it. But right. it's, it's a type of pro ball, I would think. The college level, the high school level. That's when they, high school. When they're spending that kind of money? Come on, man. And making that kind making of money? Making that kind of money? Absolutely. All right. Now, Taylor Rooks, we told you about her new show, Take It There with Taylor Rooks, that actually uh, debuted yesterday on Bleacher Report on Turner. Well, she did her first episode with Jimmy Butler. And if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you watch the whole thing. But she did talk to him, and they played a game of spades. They had some good conversation, and here's what he had to say. Tell me the time that sticks out that you were the most sad. When I wanted to quit basketball forever and Marquette. And I was like, yeah, you know what? The basketball thing ain't for me. I wish I would have had a journal there to get it all out instead of just talking to myself in the dark. And I was like, man, I don't know what to do, who to talk to, who can relate. Well, talk to me about that moment. Why did you want to quit basketball? Why was it not I mean, you're so far away from home. And to tell the truth, I didn't do no research. I didn't know that it snowed. I didn't know that it got cold. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. So I went up there like I was still in Texas. Oh, yeah, that's in Milwaukee. So, you know, it was freezing. Mm-hmm. He played in Milwaukee? This Marquette is- University Oh, in, Mil- yeah. in Milwaukee. So it's an, it was an interesting interview, and he talks about a lot of things. He talks about journaling, and he still journals every day. I think everybody should journal. I journal every day. Yeah, so he just I write down that. all my thoughts before I go to bed. Uh, so make sure you check out Taylor Rick's new show. Now, fam. I'm Angela Yee, and that's... Oh, and I, I forgot to tell oh, you about boy. this. I meant to mention Stephen A. Smith, by the way. I told you this earlier, mm-hmm. but he's going to make about, um, they said, 8 to $10 million a year, which will make him the highest paid on-air talent in ESPN history. So that's dope. That's huge. He's reportedly worth around $5 million a year already. So when he gets this raise, that's going to be phenomenal for him. Right now, Mike Greenberg is ESPN's highest paid personality. He makes $6.5 million per year. Uh, listen, drop on the clues, Bob, for Stephen A. Smith. Congratulations. Damn money. Queens and, and, all and, day. And, Queens. What and, up, Queens? And the fact that Fox Sports is out there and Fox Sports is cooking, and I'm sure, I think Stephen A. Smith's contract is up in 2021, and I'm sure Fox Sports would be ready to give Stephen A. Smith that bag. Absolutely. So ESPN better pay like they wait. Well, congratulations to him. He went to uh, Edison High School in Jamaica, Queens, Southside Jamaica, Queens, so... South Jamaica Queens. So congratulations to Stephen A. And Smith. And I like Stephen A. Smith because he's keeping it 100 because he, he he got the money to buy a new hairline. But he ain't did that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, he ain't, nah, he he ain't keeping it authentic. You know what I'm saying? And he, ain't, he ain't even out here with the baldy like me. He just out here like, yo, this is what it this is. is. It is what it is. You know? Yep. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. And hey, fam, Coca-Cola just oh, came boy. out with a brand new flavor. Yeah, you heard that right. They've got new orange vanilla <sighs> Coke and orange vanilla Coke Zero Sugar. Head to your closest retailer and try orange vanilla Coke and orange vanilla Coke Zero Sugar today. All you got to do is say, hey, fam. I added that. <laughs> you finished? You should do discount code, hey, fam. That would be kind of dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, you finished? Yeah, fam. All right. Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. We'll get that on. Then after the mix, Reverend Al Sharpton will be stopping in. So we'll check in with Reverend Al. He has the the huge... Uh, you're doing it today, right, Charlemagne? National Action Network convention is going on right now. And yes, I have a mental health uh, what time? summit with Angela Rye at the National Action Network convention today. You know the time? Uh, 11 yes. something. 11.45. Okay. All right. Well, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Reverend Al. Reverend Al Sharpton. 
Welcome, sir. How are you, Morning, morning, morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. National uh, Action Network convention starts today and uh, through Saturday. All free. We have all the presidential candidates coming uh, because we want to hear specifics, not soundbite. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about the economy in terms of its economic disparities? Blacks are still doubly unemployed to whites. You know, Trump keeps saying it's the lowest black unemployment ever was. Yeah, but we're still double the whites. How do you close the race gap? How do you close the race gap in wealth? How do you close the wealth gap in home ownership mm -hmm. where banks don't discriminate? We're going across the board with the presidential candidates, and we're going to get in our own heads in terms of what we need to be doing in terms of economic development. Robert Smith is going to be there. Black Robert Smith, $4.4 billion. And he's going to help conduct that. Dr. Michael Eric Dyson are uh, dealing with a lot of what we need to be dealing with in the education space. Yes. And one of the highlights, Angie, Charlemagne the God, we're going to do a real conversation on mental health. We've got to mm -hmm. deal with that in mm -hmm. our community. For, too often it's taboo. We don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. our, 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 even in our faith community, our churches kind of like exercise us to get through a week rather than deal with the deep-rooted problems. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about all of that, and now, it's all free. Now, where can people go? Because, you know, where's the convention going to be? How can people get there? Where, how can they watch? How can they look? Can they look online? It's going to be at the Sheraton Times Square. They can go to www.nationalactionnetwork.net, mm -hmm. see the whole schedule, who's going to be there when. And all of it free, pre-registered there, so we have the size ballroom that accommodates everyone. And it'll be on www.nationalactionnetwork.net for those that are around the country that can't get to New York. Okay. What exactly is the National Action Network for people who may not know? It's a civil rights organization. We started 28 years ago uh, in the middle of our fighting uh, the racial murder of uh, Yusef Hawkins and Bensonhurst, who was a young man killed in a section of Bensonhurst called uh, Bensonhurst in Brooklyn for being black in the neighborhood. Right. And we wanted to form an organization that would fight uh, those kind of injustices. When I was 13, I became youth director of Martin Luther King's group in New York. He got killed that year. So I've been in the movement all my life. Mm -hmm. But I, what I saw a lot, and, and you and I have talked about this, is that if you don't have an infrastructure, if mm -hmm. you don't have something that will continue, that you just wait for the next episode. You can't build an episodal movement. You have to be there and you have to deal with the day-to-day -day problems of people. So we have offices now around the country, 103 chapters, and we built it up. Uh, I wanted to leave this year, but because uh, we're going to relocate the national headquarters, I'm going to stay two more years. But we build a young leadership that's going to take it. We need a permanent structure. Fly-by-night activism is not anything to me but showboating. You've got to build infrastructure. Where are you moving it to? We're, we're going to stay right on that corner. Some people have bought the corner and redeveloping. So we're out two years, and we, we've made a deal with them for co-partnership so we can stay there. I feel like it's a lot of fly-by-night activism nowadays. You have to ask yourself this, Charlemagne. How many people did we see jump up during Trayvon? We were out there mm -hmm. early. We was out there, one of the front line. A lot of them jumped up. We the new God. We didn't see them anymore. Mm -hmm. Then Eric Gardner. We the new God. Then yeah. we didn't see him anymore. And, you know, a, a young guy asked me, I went out to Sacramento three weeks ago for Stephon Clark where police had killed him a year later. I had done his funeral and we did some of the marches. Guy said to me, why does everybody always call you Reverend Al? I said, yeah, I understand you got a track record. I said, no, the first reason they call me is I have an office they can call. Right. That's real. You got to have a phone number. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then they call you because they know you'll come. But I think that and a lot of them have well intentions but don't understand 
This is hard work. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be on the news every night. And you're going to get criticized. And you're going to be attacked. I've been stabbed, been prosecuted. Mm -hmm. I look at a scar on my chest every morning. This is not, being on the front line is not a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like the good part of it. But as soon as the cameras go, they get depressed and get mm -hmm. backed up. What did you expect? Nobody that fights the power is not going to face the power trying to fight them back. You mm -hmm. can see that now with Tamika Mallory, who who came up on the Everybody, you. That's right. Yeah. Janae Ingram, a lot, a lot of them come up. They're going to fight back. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you get hate. I mean, the higher your profile, there's somebody that's going to want to build their profile by attacking your profile. Mm -hmm. It goes with the territory. If you got no haters, it's because you don't mean anything. You said uh, all the Democratic candidates are coming yeah, to the we, National Action Network. Yep. Why, why do you think so many Democrats are afraid to specifically speak on issues involving African Americans? I think that, that because they've been allowed to skate around the issue. Mm. And I think that, uh, that because uh, some people uh, just go along to get along. I'm going to support you. I understand you can't do this, that, that. Well, I don't understand that. I ran president. I don't understand... If you can go to everybody else, why can't you come to us? Damn right. And I think that that is uh, where you got to draw the line. You need to address us. You need to address us specifically. I don't mind you embracing others, but I want to know what you're going to do about our situation. And that's not being divisive. It's divisive to divide us out of the deal. Tell them again where they can come on out and, and get some of this knowledge. We go to www.nationalactionnetwork.net. And uh, the whole agenda is there. You can pre-register there. We start uh, 9 o'clock every morning, there till 5 at the Sheraton Times Square. You can also call the toll-free number 1-877-626-4651. All right, shout out to Reverend Al for joining us this morning. Now you yes, join, sir. Now you're joining Reverend Al today, right? Yeah, I'll be with Reverend Al today. I'm having a, uh, a panel on mental health uh, at 1145 at the National Action Network. Me and my sister, Angela Rye. So we'll be out there talking about mental health and all that good stuff. Today at the National Action Network. Okay. All right. Now you're going to be out there too, ye? Yes, I'll be at the Women's Empowerment Luncheon. So I will be at National Action Network Women's Empowerment Luncheon today. I'll let y'all know what happens uh, tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I wonder how come you didn't do no real estate classes or, or anything like that. I would have loved to come. All right, you maybe next time. You should it to him. Maybe next time. All right, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have to shout to her for joining us this morning. Yes. Make sure y'all listen to her EPs and everything because she's an amazing artist. Always, oh, like, I listen to that at home while I'm cleaning. I listen to it while I'm driving. Mm -hmm. I listen to that when it's romantic time. I love her. Shout to her. And also shout to Reverend Al Sharpton for joining us as well. All right, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. My positive note, man, is for everybody out there that's seeking perfection. Always know it's not about perfect. It's about effort. And when you bring that effort every single day, that's where transformation happens. That's how change occurs. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?